Jock said that it's the way you take the club back that really matters, said Helen. Her series of golf lessons from the club's professional had come well after she'd made her many purchases in Beerbury's best fashion shops, to say nothing of those carefully colour-coded items she'd bought in the pro's own shop beside the clubhouse. Even the numbered covers on her wooden clubs matched the muted shades of her outfit. "'I can well believe it,' said Ursula dryly. She had also noticed that it had been while the golf professional's pupil had been taking a practice backswing that her friend had appeared to be in most need of the man's assistance. "'I expect,' she added a trifle maliciously, he thought the backswing was where he could be most helpful. Oh, agreed Helen eagerly, it is. What Jock told me, said Ursula, her tongue still well in her cheek, was that getting your golf swing right in the first place is just like learning to ride a bicycle. I'm sure he's right, said Helen Yule prettily, although it's something I could never do. Ride a bicycle, I mean. That's the funny thing about golf. One day you can't hit a thing, mused Ursula, half to herself. And suddenly, the next day, you can. When she herself had first taken up the game, she had only been able to afford a very short series of lessons from the professional at the club, Jock Selkirk. But in any case, she hadn't relished being pawed by the man. It's all very well for some, said Helen petulantly. You seem to have picked it up all right, Ursula. Look at where your balls got to. Nevertheless, rejoined Ursula Millward sturdily, there's no getting away from the fact that we're both still rabbits. I'm not sure that I want to win the rabbit's cup anyway, sniffed Helen, after she'd hit her ball again, but not very far this time with a number five iron club. "'I don't think that winning is something we need to worry about,' said Ursula, well aware that her own second shot had not gone anything like as far as her first. "'Neither of us.' "'You know, Ursula, I play so well when Jock is coaching me.' Helen slung her club back into her golf bag in manifest disappointment. It's not fair. Her friend forbore to remark that Helen performed everything better when there was a man, any man, watching her. Instead, she glanced over her shoulder and said, I think we'd better keep going. There are some more rabbits coming along behind, and we don't want to have to let them play through us, do we? This was something that Helen and Ursula might not have wanted. But, in the event, they had no option. In spite of the pair of them hurrying after their balls and playing as speedily as they could, the couple playing behind them kept gaining on them. On the second hole, they were driving off the tee before Helen and Ursula had even reached the green. On the third hole, they had to linger behind, while Helen took four putts before she sank her ball. "'It's no good, Ursula,' Helen said, in despair, halfway down the fourth hole. 
I just can't play my best while they're just standing there waiting and waiting. It is a bit unnerving, admitted Ursula, being watched like this while we try to play. I'd no idea that competitions were so nerve-wracking, moaned Helen as they panted up to the fifth tee. Ursula grinned. You wait till we get to play in the Sharks versus the Minnows tournament. Helen made a face. I won't do it. She glanced over her shoulder. Look, the others are holing out on the fourth already. It's not fair. We'll wave them through on the sixth, shall we? suggested Ursula, adding, by way of consolation, they're much better than we are anyway. Good idea. Helen readily assented to this. She shuddered. I couldn't bear it if they shouted four at us. Besides, said Ursula, looking about her appreciatively, it's a lovely day, and the course is looking beautiful. This was true. The Bearbrick Golf Course had been carefully constructed round a mound, hardly a hill, just outside the town known as the Beald because of the wooden shelter on top of it. The name of the architect of the course was not known by the members, although the words James Braid were sometimes mentioned in passing, but without great conviction. It is more likely that the course hadn't had a proper architect at all, the holes having been created more by the lie of the land than by the hand of man. Round one side of the Beald, trickled a little stream. This configuration gave variety to the holes, some uphill and some down. From the highest tee of all, there was a splendid view of the market town of Beerbury. Better still, not even on a clear day could the factories of the distant industrial town of Luston be seen intruding on the pleasant landscape. It was thus no hardship to Ursula Millwood to stand aside to let the other players overtake them. The pair behind them were young women too, but slightly older and playing a much steadier game. They accepted the invitation to play through Helen and Ursula with a gesture of thanks and hit their balls down the sixth fairway ahead of them noticeably farther than the other two had done. "'If,' remarked the one called Anna scornfully, "'those two are rabbits, Christine, then I reckon we're practically hares.' "'Speak for yourself. Blast!' "'The head of the other woman came up with a jerk after she'd taken her shot. "'Look! I think my ball's finished up in that awful bunker.' "'Not the big one at the back, I hope,' said Anna, peering ahead. "'You won't like that, I can tell you.' Christine shoved her club back into her golf bag with quite unnecessary force. No, not that one, thank goodness. It's in the one to the right of the green, the shallow one near the front. That's not so bad, then, her companion reassured her. Colin says the men call the one at the back Hell's Bells, because if you get in it, you can't get out. Like hell itself, I suppose said Christine soberly. And it ruins your card early on, 
said Anna, ignoring this. The game of golf did seem to have a theology all of its own, but she was still unsure what it was. Mind you, she added judiciously, having already learnt a little about the game. You'd have to have overhit in a big way to go over the back there and into it. It's an enormous green, and the slope's all in your favour. David always says the sixth is the most difficult hole on the course anyway, said her friend, and that I'd find that out for myself as soon as I started playing here at Beerbury. Both women had announced that they were taking up the game purely in order to see more of their husbands. What they had neither admitted to aloud was that they were also doing so to make quite sure that some of the other lady players didn't see even more of those same husbands than they did. Although Christine's ball was indeed in the shallower bunker, the one in front of the approach to the green, Playing it out didn't present too many problems to her, and both women hold out with quite a respectable score for a couple of tyros at the notorious sixth hole. I think playing the game does beat golf widowhood, grinned Anna, as she picked her ball out of the hole. But only just. And only in good weather, said Christine, scribbling on her card. Remember, we shan't be rabbits forever, either. Anna had had one really good shot already. This had sent a quite unexpected frisson of delight through her lithe figure. Something quite poetic about the marriage of club, mind, and body flitted through her mind and was gone, unexpressed and unformulated, but it had been there, and she had registered the feeling of real pleasure.